This is The Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Welcome back to The Press Box from Mandalay Bay Convention Center for Radio Row. I got to do this live on the air. Finn is back in the studio. Finn, do we have Carl? Okay, all right. Let it, let me know. Just come on the air and let me know when we actually have Carl. We should be talking to Carl Banks here shortly. He played in the NFL, played for the New York Giants, now is partnered up with Michael Strahan of MSX, who has partnered with Starter to release uh, a clothing line ahead of the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. I've got a nice little box over here to open up uh, with something in it. So hopefully we'll get to Carl Banks here um, shortly. Um, but in the meantime, uh, how was uh, last night? Anything, Opening anything night, notable um, happened last night? No, not not crazy like past years. That you know, the, several years ago they went to prime time, and I think they cut out a lot of the nonsense. They cut out a lot of credentials to people who dress up as bananas. Why? And people in wedding That's dresses asking part. quarterbacks to marry them. <laughs> um, that was the fun part. So uh, uh, you got Guillermo Rodriguez from Jimmy Kimmel, the um, security guard. He's yep. always there asking his questions. Um, Carrot Top was wandering around. You had a Dallas Cowboys fan dressed up as the ultimate Cowboys fan. I said, Maybe. "Oh, he was here. Was he? He was here the la- yesterday afternoon. He had the luchador mask on. Yeah, yeah. As I wrote, he got that's the closest he's probably getting to a Super Bowl in a while. So <laughs> I didn't read. You took a shot at the Cowboys in your own story. I, ha- I had to. I, I haven't to. read that one. I had to. Um, <laughs> so it was fine. I mean, it's just it's a zoo. You can't if you can't get to the podium of who you want to talk to first, especially if it's Mahomes or, or oh, because it's deep, or it's six packed. rows deep. Yeah, six rows deep. You're not getting a question. You got? Do you have to go camp out like it's a concert? Yes. Oh, that's good. And if it starts at five, if you want Mahomes or Andy Reid or Travis Kelsey, you better be there at like four that's and just good. stand at their podium and wait till they come down, and then you might get a question. Um, apparently, Kelsey talked talked about Taylor for about five minutes. He knew. I mean, you know, you know, those questions are coming. Yeah. Um, so he was cool about that. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was a uh, it was a zoo. Um, try to get a lot of qu- many questions you can. The, the guys who are not at podiums are great. Just walk. They're just walking around. You can get any of those guys. And talk to them forever. I mean, they're great. Especially you know the coordinators. Um, you get a lot of you get a lot of good players out there because there's only ten podiums, so it's the top kind of ten players that they pick out. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Good time. Uh, yeah, I, I was. Just thinking, because I hadn't seen a lot of uh, fun and crazy stuff. No. Like, the most I saw was somebody gave Travis Kelsey a bracelet, and he gave a shout-out to the Golden Knights. And George Kittle was asked to put some of his coaches and teammates into Gryffindor, or excuse me, Harry Potter houses. Harry Potter houses? Yeah. He put uh, Kyle Shanahan was a Ravenclaw. How much do you know about Harry Potter? Somewhat. My kids were into it. Okay, because like Ravenclaw. I saw the movies. Ravenclaws like the people that are too that are smart, like too smart for their own good. That's sort of their the stereotype there. Uh, he put McCaffrey in Slytherin, which Slytherin! is funny. Which is funny. I saw the first movie where everyone's getting their house. Yes, in the house. Oh yeah, you were the Sorting Hat. That was, yeah, a, good, sorting that was a good hat. impression. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's the, that's really the only like fun things that I really saw yesterday. One of the Azteca TV. Uh, personalities was walking around with a box had three holes in the box and asked players to put their hand in one of them and one of them had a live beetle in it i don't know oh, the, it, i don't know what the other two it had. had a live beetle in yeah, it i don't know what the other two had i don't know what the other two had wait really yeah they were allowed to do that well they did it can we do that ask people to put their hands in yes. boxes like you you've seen the prank videos where yes, yes. They'll, they'll have like unlv basketball i know did them but you have a box 
and one side is cut out so the camera can see it, but you make the person come from behind where they can't see, and you stick your hands in the side of the box and you feel an object in there. But it's always like a pineapple's in there or a stuffed animal, and right. people like freak out because they think it's going to be a beetle right. or something, but it's always some inanimate object. You're telling me they put a real live beetle yeah. in there? Did you touch the beetle? No, I didn't go near it. It was I forget who the player was. Uh, put his hand in uh, door number three, and it was a beetle. Yeah, and he was—you could tell, man. I mean, he was. Yeah, he's probably would, thinking like, "Wait a minute, I'm I playing, wouldn't either." I'm playing in the Super Bowl Sunday. This thing better not bite me. Right. Um, but you know, he he took it out, and then someone took it from him, and uh, put. I think they put it back in the box. He took the beetle out of the box. He held it. It was held up. I was standing right next to him. <sighs> All yeah. right, that's the best part of radio or yeah. uh, opening yeah. night. Easily a beetle in a box. Are you kidding me? It's phenomenal work there. Um, also, I know we talked about this yesterday. Whose locker room were you in yesterday? The Raiders. <laughs> this is such nonsense. And <laughs> media, we gave him our media award this year because he's so good with the media. Oh, we, everybody is mad at Jermaine Illuminor. Yeah, everybody's this mad at Jermaine so, Illuminor. This is so great. But... He started all this. Are you going to revoke the award you gave to Jermaine no, Illuminor? No, he's too good. He's too good with the media. He's too nice. But um, he started all this by quote tweeting something and saying, that's not our locker room, it's the UNLV locker room. Well, there's two entrances, and the players enter the part of the locker room down by the field, like closest to the field. There's another entrance way around the corner. If you walk way around the corner, it's kind of where Mark Davis goes in after games and like you know brings people through with him. Um, I don't know where Telesco will go in. I don't know where the GM went in, but it's probably the main He won't entrance. be allowed in the locker room, Matt. He's not meant um, to be a Raider. That's right. He's not a Raider. Um, <laughs> but that's where we were yesterday. They put carpet over the logo, but there are Chiefs logos and signage plastered everywhere in the walls. It's pretty fun. The Jermaine Illuminor part of this is, is hilarious yes. to me because Jermaine Illuminor tweets out that it's not the Raiders' locker room, that he thinks it's the UNLV locker room. And – the amount of Raiders fans that just – it's Jermaine Illuminor. It can't be – he can't be wrong is incredible, despite the fact that so many media members yesterday well, – I mean, Vinny from Raider Nation Radio and the RJ, he tweeted a video walking into yes, the walking locker into room the, walking into the to locker. prove that it was the Raiders' locker room and still don't believe him. Nope, that can't be it. And here's the other part, Ed. Who cares? Well – who? If you, why? If you looked at Twitter. I know. Poor, I read through it for like an hour yesterday. Our poor guy, Adam Hill, just got torched. <laughs> he, he got torched. Wait, for the story Twitter. he wrote? No. That or was, before no, the before, story? Before, because he was tweeting, no, this is the Raiders' <laughs> locker room. And fans were just torching him about the, stup- <laughs> the stupidity of who cares whose locker room is it. You know what? Within 24 hours, it'll look like the Chiefs were never there. Right. The carpet will be up. The logo <sighs> will be back. The, the, the signage will be off the walls, and it'll be back to your nice little Raiders locker room, who, which, by the way, is not going to be used for how many months from now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's so it's one of the fun. I mean, I'm betting in 24 hours it'll be back to, like, staged for tours. Because if you yes, do the Allegiant yes. Stadium tour, you go, to, you go yes, to the locker room. absolutely. And so they'll be doing tours on Monday or something yeah, or exactly. Tuesday. I don't know how long it takes them to load out for the Super Bowl, but I'm sure at some time next week they'll be doing tours. Be back to the Raiders locker. You'll have Max Crosby's locker yes, in there or whatever cares. they show you. God, it's so great. This is why I love sports. So many stupid things become yeah. big deals. It's incredible. I. It's so great. It was preposterous how Adam got drilled on Twitter yesterday. Do you know how um, there's like a stereotype for uh, like – 
daytime reality TV shows, and it's just like over the top drama, and you're like, "There's no way this is real." You know what I'm talking about? I'm not reality. talking about. I'm not talking about Brick and General Hospital. No, no, no. I'm talking about like your uh, Desperate Housewives type things. Like it's like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? Or like the Kardashian shows, right. where it's like if you ever watch an episode, you're like, "All right, this is fake drama." Right? They right. Don't, they're not actually. This is not real. Right. That's what sports is. If you told somebody the premise was, "All right, Raiders fans are going to be furious that the Chiefs are in using the locker. their locker room, and a Raiders player is going to not recognize his own locker when he gets back, and he's going." By the way, he did send out a tweet two days ago calling him the trash ass Chiefs. Jermaine. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that one, but he said he's the trash-ass Chiefs, Chiefs. He's not a Chiefs fan at well, all. Well, good. He's a Raider. He can't be a trash uh, He's uh, a real Chiefs Raider. Fan. Yeah. He's a real Raider. So, like, if you if you gave that premise that that would be, like, drama and a big deal and people would be legitimately angry and sending tweets and, like, cussing out Adam Hill or Vinny or Paul Gutierrez, you'd be like, this is this is the stupidest thing yeah. I've ever seen. You'd be like, this is not real. I, I This is not reality. And, but that's what happened the last two days, and it's so great. We're so, we're so stupid. The sports is so stupid. Uh, I have an update. Someone's after Sonny. They've taken two shots at oh, him Oh, General now. Hospital, yeah. yes. They've taken two shots at him now. And they missed both times? They missed both is this times? the damn hitman I was complaining <laughs> yes. about who can't hit anybody? Yes. Yes. This is it. Is they've it the missed. same guy? They're, they're, well, we don't know. Oh, okay. How would you know? A good point. They're looking for him. He's using an unmarked gun that has been stolen from his Obvi- shipment. Obviously. From the FBI. You know, that's what you do. But if you look at scenes from... To today, yesterday they say next on, and you get the scenes of he he uh, confronts Brick. Is it you? He now thinks it's someone from inside the organization. Wow! And Stephen A. Smith on the preview is like, "You think this is me?" Wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stephen A. is getting a bigger part. Oh well, he might be getting killed off here. <laughs> exactly. They think the it's him. He's either getting a bigger part, or we're not seeing Brick right. ever again. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Side note, if I was Sonny and somebody was trying to kill me and they missed twice, I think I'd just let him keep doing it. This guy obviously <laughs> sucks at his job. He's clearly not good at this. You need two shots? You need three shots to even have a shot? Well, and the second time, they're like seven shots. What? And it took him like two minutes to duck under a table. And he still couldn't hit so him? So at least the first three shots couldn't hit the guy. And then he ducked under the table, and there were like four more shots. And he's under the table now, so, you know, the guy's not going to hit him there. So, yeah, he was uh, – it, it, it's boom, 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 boom. And he, like, covers his head. He goes, let's get under the table. Good call, Sonny. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> they, uh, this is unreal. <laughs> hey, it can't be Brick. The little no. that I, the little that I know about this character, he wouldn't miss. No, that's right. The brick wouldn't miss. Now he might. He stop. might. Here's the thing. He might have gotten the unmarked gun. I feel like Brick could have done that because he's a do-it-all utility man. Yes. He he might have gotten the unmarked gun for somebody else who just can't shoot. But if Brick was the one pulling the trigger, Sonny would be done for. Yes. Yeah. All right. How old Sonny, by the way? There. Is it this the guy who's been on the show for like 50 years? In real life, or like, do they portray him on the show at a certain age? No, the, the actor. He's got to be in his 60s. Okay. He but he's been on the show. You guys were telling me he's been on the show for 30 years, years or yeah, something? 30 years. Yeah, okay. He's got to be in his 60s. All right. He's going he's gonna to keep doing this until he dies or until hey, his character dies? The main guy on a show like that, I would never get off it. They make a fortune. How often do they have to – do they ever have to change actors for one character? Sure. 
They do? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, they do a new episode every day, as yes. we established before, and uh, they have recurring characters. The actual actor 60? Yeah, the actual actor 60. All right. Good for, good for that guy. I've never seen that person before in my life. <laughs> good radio. Never seen that guy before in uh, my life. General Hospital, always a great topic on this show. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's the front page. Kyle Shanahan says he wanted Tom Brady this past offseason. So if you remember, Brock Purdy told ESPN a few weeks ago that Kyle Shanahan told him in the offseason they were looking at Tom Brady. And Brady obviously ended up retiring, did not play for the 49ers. But Peter King talked to Kyle Shanahan yesterday, and Shanahan said, yes, I was serious about it. As we talked, I'm looking at Brock, and he's got his arm in a sling, and I really am not sure I've got a quarterback who's going to be ready for the start of the 2023 season, or 2023 season. That started all of this. So last year, the San Francisco 49ers genuinely thought they might be getting Tom Brady to be the quarterback of their team for this season. I mean, from the Bay Area, everyone he, that was one of the teams everyone surmised that he might be going to if he came back to play. So that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if it was just that the guy had his arm in his sling. I think it was Tom Brady against Brock Purdy. He said, we'd rather have Tom Brady. I mean, Brock Purdy's brought him to the Super Bowl. I'm a Brock Purdy fan. I mean, I think he's done great, but it's Tom Brady. So if you can get Tom Brady, even at 45, you get Tom Brady. Uh, also, a side note to this, they hate Trey Lance. Oh, the Niners? Trey Lance was on the roster at this time. Right. He right. was on the roster. And, and Shanahan saying, I don't know if I have a quarterback for 2023. Right. Unbelievable how much they hate Trey Lance. He sees Brock Purdy with an injury that was going to be recovered in time for the season. Right. There was, If I remember rightly, there was never a time where it was like, oh, Purdy might miss the season. Right. Right. This was not like, uh-oh, he's out for 12 months situation. They had Trey Lance, and he's like, I don't have a quarterback, guys. Right. <laughs> they hate that guy. Trey Lance has to be the worst practice player in the history of the yes. NFL. Has to be. They traded three picks to get him in the top five and then never gave him a legitimate shot. They started him in like two games, and he got hurt, and they were like, never doing this again. Yep. We don't even have a quarterback. They're going to – Brock Purdy – or excuse me, uh, Tom Brady's going to be 71 years old. They're going to be like, yeah, we'd rather have him than Trey Lance out there. Phenomenal work. Next question. Good job, Good job, that was That was quick, too. That was better than Danny. That was better than Danny. Better than Danny. Uh, UNLV's practice facility isn't good enough for the 49ers. I so, guess they laid grass on top of it, right? Yeah, so the problem is with the field. UNLV has turf right. for their practice fields because right. they, they play on turf at Allegiant Stadium. But the Super Bowl's on grass, so they apparently laid grass on top of the turf. Right. And the complaint was that it was really soft. Apparently, it felt spongy. And the 49ers were trying to figure out a, a, a plan, an alternative. I read at one point yesterday that they were considering trying to use uh, the Raiders facility where the Chiefs are. But that would have meant the Chiefs would have had to move a practice up. And the Chiefs said, we're not doing right, that. Right. So the 49ers are practicing on a soft field at UNLV. Advantage. Uh, I told you. And I told if it you keeps, last week. It keeps raining. The Chiefs can just go inside. Yeah, the Raiders or the 49ers can. Yeah. I told you, going to the UNLV facility not as good. Not, well, as, not good. as good as the Raiders, for right? Sure. Advantage Chiefs. Yeah. I did see a bunch of Chiefs fans saying on Twitter that last year the Chiefs had to practice at Arizona State. Yeah. So the home team, designated home team, gets the facility of the NFL team, where the. Uh, visiting team, designated visiting team, always goes to the nearest college. Yeah. So, 
That's last year the Chiefs had to go to Arizona State. Yeah. And uh, who they beat? And the Eagles went to um, the, the Cardinals facility. All right, Finn, you're back there. Great we're question. changing. Thank we're you. Ch oh, we're changing this on the fly because Charles McDonald just sat down with us, so we're going to talk to Charles now. So no more front page, Finn. We're going. But to Finn, Charles you did right a great now. job on the front page. You did great for that you one awesome. time you had to play it. It was better than Danny, and we appreciate it. So we're live at Radio Row. And joining us now, I'm going to have to turn your levels up. I don't even know if we tested this mic yet, is Charles McDonald. Uh, right here. Hey, Charles. There you go. Yeah, there hey you guys. go. You sound good. How are you doing? I'm tired. I'm did tired. you did you get to do the fun uh, double back walk to get yeah. in here? That's great. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everything is a double back walk yeah. in yeah. Vegas, though. A... Like the casinos, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm already over it. This is my third trip here in the past three years. I need a, a year break. You need a break? I need a break, yes. From Vegas? Uh, uh, from walking through the casinos, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not one of those places where you can just hop in an Uber and right. drive around. But I will say I appreciate that Google Maps has, like, the casinos mapped out on the inside. <laughs> oh, do they? Yes, for some of them. I, I, this one, not as much, but definitely if you go to Caesars. It's mapped out on the inside to tell you where to walk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never, nice. used, I've that never used that ever. I've wandered around lost in a yeah. couple of places. Well, like, I don't know where the hell to go. Here, it gives you, like, where the pin is. Like, yes. If you're trying to go somewhere, so you just have to keep walking closer and closer and then figure out, you know, is it up, is it down, is it up, is it down. So I'm tired, but uh, it's good. It's good to see you guys. Uh, yeah, we've never met before. Yeah. No, we haven't. We've uh, been this for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get to ask Andy Reid about mac and cheese again? Uh... I think yesterday would have been my window, and I got here at, like, 6 p.m. yesterday, so I definitely missed my window for that. But, look, I did it last year. Uh, I feel like it would be kind of cheating the game to do it again this year. I Just mean, you could get a new recipe from him. This, we've established Andy Reid has more than one recipe. It's right. not like he's only making mac and cheese. But I could just ask him that any other time. You okay. Know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Get his recipes, whatever. I don't know. It just felt like, you know, when you're – like cheating in a video game is what it felt like because I, <laughs> I got the viral numbers last year that I needed. And quite frankly, I was like, well, that should be good enough for this year too. So I, one one media night, I feel like you've done them all, you know. It's yeah, just it's a madhouse. It's a mess. It's chaos. Yeah. And I saw pictures of like Travis Kelsey's set yesterday. Oh, it yeah. looked like just a zoo. Six rows. I was, I was in the sixth row. Oh, you were actually there for Kelsey. Yeah, it was six rows deep. Why would you do six that? Six rows deep. <laughs> I was going to each one, but on Kelsey I had to stop to see if there were any – you know, questions uh, about uh, about the Swifties. Uh, he talked about her for five minutes, so good for him. Answered some questions. He knew they were coming. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, listened to two questions, and I was out. Only five? Why would you ask him anything but about Taylor Swift? I don't know. Is there he, a game he, on Sunday? He, he gave it. No. He gave it <laughs> who cares? He gave it five minutes. He gave five minutes. Someone asked him about the Grammys yesterday? I wasn't there when that happened. Oh, okay. Someone wanted to ask him. One of our guys, Vinny, right there. Benny Bonsignor, our, our beat writer for the Raiders, wanted to ask him who was going to have more trophies in the trophy case. I said, Benny, she's up to 14. Yeah, he can't get there. <laughs> he can't, he's not. They're not giving out trophies for, like, best tight end. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what, do you think he's getting, like, he's fantasy just, football tight end number one <laughs> trophies? That Something happen. like that. That's, all, that's what he'd have to get to have any shot at it. Uh, yeah, so it's great. I wanted to ask you, Charles. Okay. Uh, Antonio Pierce is insane. And you say he's insane? Yeah, he's insane. Okay. Um, because he loves this line about not everybody's cut out to be a Raider. And, like, he means this for coaches and for players. And GMs. And, yeah, and GMs. <laughs> and he wrote, a, he wrote a Players' Tribune story, and he said in there, there's 500, there's like 500 guys getting ready for the draft. He said only five of them are going to be cut out to be Raiders. <laughs> and they have nine picks. They have nine picks. Say, how many picks do they have? They five? have nine no, picks. Not? Wow. 
So, so off the bat, Antonio Pierce is saying, in my first draft, I'm missing four players. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. He's yes. just going to give those picks away. Which four players, though? I don't know. <laughs> and here's, here's the other thing. What if they get drafted before the Raiders pick? Yeah. It's not like they have the first five picks in the draft. Well, then I guess he's just spending picks on people who won't be Raiders. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can you imagine getting drafted by Antonio Pierce and you get like to the rookie sixth camp? round? Sixth round. Or fourth round, maybe. Right. If, they yeah. go, if they all go off the board. Nine is a very small pool of player right. talent. Uh, you, you get to rookie minicamp, and before you can sign your contract, until like, no, you're, you're not, not a Raider. <laughs> you're not a Raider. You weren't one of the five. <laughs> you, were, you weren't one of the five. That's what's going to happen. Okay, so where did the Raiders pick? 13? 13. 13. 13. Nine players could well go off the board before 13. Oh, absolutely. Right. And he probably likes the best players. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, Caleb Williams is probably a Raider in his oh, mind. Hopefully he doesn't have John Gruden's syndrome where he's like, well, I watched the Alabama-Clemson yeah. National Championship game. That's my draft pool right there. Oh, my God. It's the only place they draft from. You guys lucked out, though, with the Cliffs situation, I think. What? Not from the media perspective. Well, who gives a crap about what people like me think? Me. <laughs> I, I care I wanted, about I, it. I wanted him because he has no socks. Yeah. He wears no great. socks. Because he doesn't wear socks? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, and he's, he'd probably be a better interview than whoever they're going to get. Are I don't you, know about being the offensive coordinator. I'm with you there. I, we had no uh, idea. I'm about to ask, are you a feet guy or something? Huh? No, I, just, I, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny that he wears no socks. Yeah. He's a hockey player. Yeah, he's 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 dressed to the nines at all times. Oh, yeah. To it's like pocket sand, so you don't realize that he's not actually all that good at calling <laughs> plays, which is weird because like he was at one point, like when he first got to the NFL with Kyler Murray, they were, you know, there were a couple years. I think when he first got there, where Kyler was like in MVP talks for the first half of the season, right? And then Call of Duty came out. Yeah, Call of Duty comes out. Yeah. You know, it gets a little cold, so Cliff starts thinking about Cancun <laughs> yeah. in the winter, and it all falls apart. But there's, there's like, there's, there's something in Cliff. You just have to make sure you can get him to stay focused for <laughs> the whole season. You I, think I, they lucked out? Uh, the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Is Luke Getzey any good at this? He's. I think Luke Getzey's like hitting a single. It's fine. Yeah. The Raiders could hit some singles. They yeah, don't do you're that you're on often. base. Right. He's not – I don't think Lugetti's a guy that's going to, like, push you past or drag you below what you have. Get a quarterback. Well, that's not happening. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I know my team's not getting a quarterback either. There's no space. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, people keep going like, oh, just trade up this year. It's, I feel like it's going to be so much harder to go get a guy this year than it was last year or even any other year before because think about it. At the top of the draft, Chicago. The quarterback quarterback Washington quarterback commanders quarterback Gerard Mayo already said they're taking one and he pick. already said we're picking a guy at the most important position yeah unless so that, he's insane and thinks like linebackers important he's so, taking a quarterback so that's the top three picks and right Patriots there. quarterback yeah so yeah, yeah they're, commanders, all, they're all going Raiders or no excuse me Bears commanders Patriots, Patriots top of the draft all, all, or, all so let's say if you're, you're the commanders right how much would it cost for you to move off of that number two pick <sighs> like seven number one picks right like, yeah your life, yeah, yeah, your children, maybe. Right. So well, I don't on think a given it's going to happen. My like the Falcons, my team, they pick eighth. I'm like, there's no path here. Right. For oh, you're taking Bo Nix so high. No, this, it's going to be great. Does no, Penix last till eight? Would you take Penix? At eight, I don't know. That's kind of a tough sell. Um, Penix is older than Ed. He's older than me. Okay. Well, yeah, I was about to say he's older <laughs> than me, but Ed's definitely older than I am. <laughs> I am. I am. But I'm, I'm better against the rush than Penix. Against yes. the blitz. Yes. I, yeah, he's he, not very good against the blitz. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. Like you would, you would think like with with how the quarterbacks have 
play the game entering the league the past few years that mobility would be something maybe he'd be better right, at. Right, exactly. But it's not really a strength of his game, which is like, okay, so now we're talking about a 24-year-old pocket passer who had three straight season-ending injuries at one point. Yes, all those it's, ACLs it's, in both knees. Yeah, it's a pretty big risk. And, you know, doesn't really throw over the middle of the field all that much. Played with a crazy group of wide receivers at Washington. I think there's some question marks there that might get him pushed down to, like, the later portions of the first round. Eighth overall would be a little rich for me. How about 13th? Well, that'd be funny, so I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> If uh, Luke Getzey is a single, what's Raheem Morris as a head coach? Um, Raheem Morris is like a fly, and you don't know where it's – you can't quite tell where it's Oh, we don't know. If it, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get caught on the warning track. <laughs> Are we going to hit it off the, off the wall? Is it going to bounce over? We, we get a double, or is it going to be a home run? <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. Um, I'm happy for him, though. And here's here's where I'm going with, like, with just head coaching and – hires in general i thought arthur smith was gonna be good for the falcons i thought that that was gonna be a good situation he had ryan Tannehill as a top 10 offense in tennessee they had a they had like borderline top 10 offense just two years ago in Mariota. so right. i was still a fan and then it all fell apart this year so i'm just gonna be like head coach agnostic i don't know what's gonna happen i like raheem's background i think the people making fun of his tampa bay record that lacks a lot of context because there were some things that happened with Josh Freeman that were way out of Raheem Morris's control. Uh, and if you remember Raheem's second year, he was like 33, had developed Josh Freeman to the point where he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. They went 10 and 6, and then, you know, Josh had some uh, some health issues that caused him to fall off the wagon, and you get fired, you know. And then when he takes over in Atlanta in 2020, that team was 0 and 5, and they were getting blown out every week. They had the, the – I don't know if you guys remember the game against the Cowboys where they didn't pick up the onside kick and they ended up losing the game because they let the Cowboys just recover an onside kick. That team was 0-5. They finished 4-7 and that year. They almost beat the Chiefs and the Bucks, who won the Super Bowl right, that year. Right, won the so Super Bowl. I, I think there's some positives, but I would also say the same thing that I just said to you a few minutes ago. Get a quarterback and right, we'll right. see what happens. Right. You know, you, you, they kind of did the – the backwards builds, I guess. Where you, you build out the defense, you get some skilled players, but you don't have a quarterback. But you don't have the quarterback so to it help doesn't, it. doesn't really matter all that right. much. I want you to know uh, about Raheem Morris because this is one of the funnier things that I didn't know about. I know a Bucks fan. I know the Bucks fan, I guess I should okay. say. Um, and he thought Raheem Morris was fun, not necessarily a good coach, but apparently Raheem Morris loved to say it's a race to 10. Ten wins, get in the playoffs, and then they went ten and six and missed the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then afterwards, when asked about, it, he said, "I guess I should have said it was a race to 11. So, if Raheem Morris says a race to ten, be very worried. Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds like he's a match made in heaven for the Falcons. Then, you know, winning, winning ten games and missing the playoffs. Missing the playoffs what the Falcons yeah. do? I mean, well, not anymore. But you know, like <laughs> when Matt Ryan was around, I could definitely see that happening. You know, there were a couple years where they went twelve and four, eleven and five, and the defense was really bad, and they got smoked in the first round of the playoffs or something like that. Like what the one game I'll never forget, twenty ten, divisional round. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers came to Atlanta and lit them on goddamn fire. Dude. <laughs> fire. Like, it was one of those games where I was watching it, and I was hyped. And by the first quarter, I was like, oh, they're going to get smoked today. Like, they don't, they don't have a chance. Same way I felt last week when Patrick Mahomes threw that pass to Travis Kelsey against Kyle Hamilton. Some days it's just not your day. All right, Charles, 
We appreciate it. Good to meet you, Charles Thanks, McDonald. Charles. Four verts Thanks, on Charles. Twitter. That's nice right. to meet you. Yeah, man. it's nice great. Thanks for sprinting over here after getting your credentials. Yes, uh, sprints exactly. a very strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I would miss some time if I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here from Radio Row and come back with more. We're back into the front page. Charles was here early, so we talked to Charles, and we're back. So, Nevada teachers are suing to stop the A's from getting public funding. So this is essentially the same group that's trying to get the the signatures for the ballot. It's the same group that's standing outside Smith's for my signature? Yeah, they haven't started doing that yet. But, yes, conceivably, <laughs> uh, they are trying to get the referendum on the public funding for the A's. They've, they've said they were going to do this. They've actually finally done it. They're also suing the uh, state of Nevada, Joseph Lombardo, the governor, and some other members. There's a Clark County commissioner right. that's getting sued. I think the All state right. treasurer is getting sued. Their lawsuit alleges that the bill passed for the A's stadium funding requires a two-thirds majority vote in the Nevada State Assembly and the Nevada State Legislature or State Senate rather than a majority vote. So when they voted on this, they were just getting a majority. They did not get the two-thirds supermajority. And this lawsuit says that Nevada, if you're going to um, chain, create public revenue, right. you need two-thirds vote. I don't have any idea if that's accurate or not. I do not have a clue. And I read quite – the RJ had a story on it. The Nevada Independent had a story on it. The Athletic actually broke this news. None of the stories I read mentioned whether or not that's true. So I don't know if they were supposed to have a two-thirds vote or just a simple majority teachers vote. Teachers believe they should. The teachers think so. I will say this. I, as as corrupt as government might be, and we've made fun of the whole A's donations to all these state legislators, I have a hard time believing they would have passed something with a, right, with a, just a simple majority as opposed to passing something with a like I can't imagine the state legislator would have gotten that wrong. Right. I right. have a hard time believing that. So I I don't know. I don't know if they need a supermajority or a simple majority, but the lawsuit says, hey, you guys need a two thirds vote and you only got simple majority. Teachers are on top of this thing, man. They do not want this thing to go through. Yeah. And we'll see. So and again, it's essentially the same group. It's the teachers union that's doing the ballot referendum. So that could still happen as well. So there's two different paths here that they're going down. It's suing this, saying this shouldn't have happened, and then it's, hey, get this on the ballot and let the people vote to give the A's well, $380 million or The not. A's don't want it on the ballot. Right. I mean, the Believe A's, me. The, A, I, the A's wouldn't get – would they get 10%? I don't know. They would. They do not want that on the ballot. I don't know if they get 10%. percent be insane. So – that's uh, where we stand at the moment for the A's and their battle against Nevada teachers. That's a great, great question. Wow. Oh, he is on quick, top man. of it. Man, uh, you are on top of this stuff. The Eagles will play in Brazil in 2024. It's the NFL's first ever game in Brazil. The Eagles are going to be the designated home team. Uh, so the Raiders will not play an international no. game uh, for the second year straight year because they do not play the uh, Eagles. A road game against the Eagles. Um, the game will be on Friday night. What yeah, do you they're going to have the well. They're going to have the kickoff opener with the Super Bowl team on Thursday. Then they're going to have Brazil on Friday. I mean, they're just taking up every day of the week. They they don't care. <laughs> everyone will be watching. They know everyone will be watching. It doesn't matter what day or time they put it on. We'll yeah. all be watching. Yeah. I will be. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I don't mind a Friday night no. uh, kickoff. I'm I'm good for it on opening weekend. Um, there is isn't there a law they can't do it when there's high school football? 
Is there? I thought there was a law about them not being allowed to play on Fridays and Saturdays until the college and high school seasons are over. Well, they'll break it on this because this is early September. Right. So may law, maybe they're allowed to do it because it's in a different country. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Next question. Le'Veon Bell wants to return to the NFL. Uh, he told Sports Illustrated uh, that he's going to go back to training uh, but and see how he feels because he wants to feel like he's at his best. Uh, and then he said, I will be better than I ever was, and I will only come back for that one team. You all know who it is. I don't have to say no team. You all know who it is. So the Steelers. Uh, Steelers. I'm assuming. Le'Veon Bell's 31, which isn't too old. No. But How long has it been? 2021 is the last time he played. So okay. we're talking about two seasons out of the league completely. Running backs at 31 are considered a little older, but he hasn't played two years, so the wear and tear of a normal 31 running back isn't there. Is, is Le'Veon Bell coming back? He's got to put his foot in the ground, according to this quote. <laughs> He's got to put his foot in the ground and see if he can get, get it done. I don't know. I mean, I know 31 is an ancient, but for running backs, like you said, it is two years. Two years out of the league, two years not getting hit, two years not playing. I don't know. You know what's going to happen. Antonio Pierce is going to sign this guy. Well, the toughness aspect of him trying to come back defines a Raider. Josh Jacobs and Le'Veon Bell, that's Antonio yes. Pierce's backfield. I wonder if Le'Veon Bell's cool. Is he a Raider? Is he meant is he to be Raiders? a Raider? Is he meant to be a Raider? Is he cool like the past Raiders? I don't know. I don't know if he's cool enough, but he's going to be Antonio Pierce's running back this year when Tom Telesco says no to Josh Jacobs. Next question. The Royals signed Bobby Witt to an 11-year deal. So Bobby Witt had four more years before he hit free agency, uh, and the Royals decided to go ahead and lock him up long-term to save some money. But there's some interesting things here. One, Bobby Witt's still getting $26 million a year on average with this contract. So they didn't really save a bunch of money. If Bobby Witt's really good, he'll command a massive deal in four years, but not anymore. Two, Bobby Witt has three years on the end of this deal where he can opt out. On so, the end of 11. So if he's a superstar, he can opt out. After those three years, the next three years on the contract are all team option years. So the Royals so can Bob, move on from him. So Bobby Witt basically, I think it's year seven or something, is when his opt-out start. If Bobby Witt's just a superstar, he can opt out of this, hit free agency, get his $50 million massive year. deal. Right. If he's just a good player, or worse, he'll probably stay on this deal. And then they'll get to a point where, all right, it's been, I think, 10 years at that point. And the Royals can start can, opting can out. Start opting Fascinating out. construction of the contract there with Bobby Witt, but the Royals have locked up who they think is going to be their franchise star for the next decade. Interesting, by the way, he's played two seasons, really one and a half seasons. His OPS plus is 111. Like, he's a great base dealer, good defender, so he's a good all-around player. But, like, OPS plus of 111 is nothing to write home amazing. Right. Like, it's a good player. Right. So they are absolutely projecting – that, that he's, he's going to get a lot better right. at the plate because if he's a 111 OPS plus guy for the rest of his career, they're probably going to be right. the ones opting. Yeah, out. like he's good, but you don't pay, you don't sign a guy for 11 years for a 111 right. OPS plus. Man, you know that's a great question. All right, we did not get to this on Friday because uh, we didn't have a show except for one hour, and uh, we didn't get to it yesterday because Radio Row's got a lot going on. But the Brewers traded Corbin Burns to the Orioles. Corbin Burns has been top 10 in Cy Young voting for four straight years with Milwaukee. He's got a career 3-2-6 ERA. Guy's been awesome. 
He's going to be a free agent after this season, and presumably Milwaukee does not want to pay him a free agent, a new contract. The Orioles, meanwhile, uh, have some new ownership and might be spending their, some money. This is the first major move, and it was yeah. like six seconds after they bought the team. That's the funny part is it was the yeah. very next day. The next day after they bought the team. Um, the Brewers did give up their number six prospect and then another 25-year-old reliever who's played a little bit in the major league. So they gave up something, but because Corbin Burns only has one year left on his deal, it's not going to be a massive haul there. I'm really curious to see if the Orioles sign him. Like, do the Orioles give Corbin I mean, Burns an eight, ten-year deal? You, made how, you, made, you paid how many billion for the team? Yeah, I'm really so curious spend to money. see. Right, because you could conceivably say, because the Orioles have a loaded farm system. Right. They could conceivably trade their number six prospect for one year of uh, Corbin, Corbin Burns, Burns and not be hurt by it or anything like that. But I'm really fascinated to see, do they spend the money now? Right? right. They made the trade for a player they can spend the money on. Do they do that? Because if they do... Baltimore might actually be something. Yeah. This is their farm they're system. Young, they're young as it is. Unbelievable. And if they can add a couple players here and there and actually spend a little bit of money, they could be really good. They might be really, really good. All right. We're going to take a break. But first, we got some tickets to give away. If you want to go see the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, call in now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We've got a pair of tickets for you to see the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. They're at Michelob Ultra Arena inside the Mandalay Bay Resorts and Casino, which is where we are for Radio Row. There's going to be a special performance from the world-famous Many Kiss, and you're going to enter, uh, have a chance to win a limited edition framed, autographed, and numbered end-of-the-road Kiss Tour poster or $1,000 in cash. All of that brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center. 702-364-1100. Caller number three at 702-364-1100 is taking home a pair of tickets to see the Desert Dogs. Uh, did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. Why? It, it sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. Let's get back to the guys down at Radio Row. Brought to you by the Vegas Lawyers, a division of Paul Pata Law. Is uh, Carolyn Goodman understanding of what's happening? Oh, Carolyn Goodman's great. What, what was that? What was her uh, comment? I think uh, they need to stay in Oakland. They need to stay in Oakland. Make their dreams come true. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you also heard Mike Vrabel's voice there. And, and I'm, I'm going to read you a tweet that Diana Rossini sent. Or, excuse me, not a tweet. That Diana Rossini said, a quote from Diana Rossini. She said this yesterday on the Athletics uh, football show. Just, just tell me what you think this means. She said about Mike Vrabel. I don't think there was a fit for him. I don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for. I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. Then I feel very sorry for people making the decisions if they base their make their final call on if the guy's big or not. Mike Frabel didn't get a job because he's too big? Because he's too big. What? He's too intimidating. What? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah, especially for a football coach. <laughs> what is that? What does that mean? I can't. We talk about a lot of, like, what do these organizations or owners or GMs or coaches, how do they, like, make the decisions they make? And there's a lot of, like, bad decisions, obviously. But if your process is good, okay, if you're going to make bad decisions every now and then. What the hell is this? What's a worse decision? You're too big or you're not a Raider? I think you're too big, right? <laughs> Probably. At, at least as much as I make fun of Antonio Pierce's, like, you're, not everybody's cut out to be a Raider thing. 
there's a, probably a little bit of truth to the whole idea of are you cut out to play for an organization. Yeah, like there's, for me. There's, there's something potentially right. there. This is the most insane thing I've ever read. This is like the, the, the owner and is like, big oh, he's meaning, too big. Big meaning intimidating mean muscular. Like are they, af- are they the, afraid he's going to beat them up if I they know. disagree? Because one of the best coaches, if not the best coach, is very large, and yes. we'll see him on Sunday. Right. But he's a different kind of large. Yeah. He's uh He's he's around Nuggies and fries from that State yeah, Farm commercial. Where large. he's he's large, but I mean Vrabel's more thick and, and muscular. But what does that have to do with anything? Like, are they are are you afraid as an owner that like if you try to fire him, he's going to fight you? He's going to beat you up. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, do you need to hire Mike McDaniel because you're like oh, I can take this guy? I can just sit on Mike McDaniel. He said, she said, uh, his style. Didn't think the owner thought his style was going to work for what they're looking See, for. See, that what I it, can understand. Well, like the, the what way, kind of coach, what kind right. of scheme he runs, stuff like that. That would make a little bit of sense. Like, hey, you know, you're we a defensive-minded like defensive coach. coach. You, we don't want that. You you needed Kyle Shanahan, or not Kyle Shanahan, you needed Matt LaFleur to be your offensive coordinator and Arthur Smith to be your offensive right. coordinator. Once you lost them, your teams you were, were not going to be right. good. That actually has some logic behind it. That right. actually makes a little merit. bit of sense. Like, okay, we don't think that works in the NFL, but to be afraid that he's too big. <laughs> it's a very large human being and can be very intimidating to people in organizations and can be part of these decisions, and that is a factor. How is that a factor? How That's how, dumber than the Raider fans thinking it's bad that the Chiefs are in their locker room. How big is Mike Vrabel? Like, he plays football. Like, I know he's He's a big, big guy. He's a big guy. But, like, the football players are big. Great. Like, what's happening there? I don't understand. Are they? Are, is this team not going to want to hire or uh, sign players that are big? I mean, is it how he sat in his chair in the owner's office? <laughs> like, did he have a really high chair and he, like, hovered over him? He is six foot four. Okay, big. Um, Wikipedia has him at six four two sixty. It's a large man. And it is, but it's, it's not, like... He's not Goliath, right? Like, what are we talking about? Not here? Six, seven, three, twenty. There's going to be multiple. There's going to be multiple players on the actual team that are bigger than that. The just, o- saw, just across both lines. Yeah, the owner intimidated by that. I don't know if this is. Is this? I mean, she wrote it, so someone told her this. <laughs> it uh, was a GM at the Senior Bowl, so we know it wasn't Telesco. Because no, Telesco, he, was Telesco not didn't there. go to the senior. So it wasn't the Raiders who said this. They are not intimidated and by Mike And it's not an Rabel. assistant GM, so it wasn't Champ Kelly. Yeah, couldn't have been Champ Kelly because he's, he's an assistant too. Uh, so it wasn't the Raiders. They are not responsible for Vrabel. Which, by the way, I would think Vrabel being big would be a good thing. That would, that would fit the Raiders, right? You would want oh, the big sure. coach that yeah. intimidates the hell out of people. Well, Antonio's not a small guy. Yeah. You, you would Former linebacker. You'd be like, I want my I want my coaching staff to be 6'6 six, six or taller. Right, exactly. So that we can scare the opponents. That sounds like Maybe something Antonio Maybe that's why Antonio Kingsbury Pierce. didn't get it. Looked at oh. his sauce and said, okay, no sauce. Get that. You're not intimidating. Unbelievable. <laughs>